0: Good morning. Thanks for joining us. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. We're going to go out to the Sprint Special Guest Line right now. The Sprint Special Guest Line, we make it safe and easy to get what you need online. Please visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability to find out when Sprint is open and they're there to serve you. Joining us now, Jim Olson, president of Larry H. Miller Sports and Entertainment. Jim, good morning.
1: Good
0: morning. How you doing? Uh, You know, we're hanging in there having fun and uh, waiting for sports to come back. Uh, Sometimes we have to have some news that isn't the best, and we had that the other day with the passing of Coach Jerry Sloan, and I know you knew Coach Sloan very well, knew him for a long time. When I bring up the name of Jerry Sloan, what comes to your mind?
1: Oh wow! You probably caught me off guard with that simple of a question because so much <laughs> comes to my mind. I mean, it's just—I mean, I—I I, I told my children this the other day, and and I—I I, I probably won't phrase it exactly how I told to told it to them because maybe there's a personal aspect to it. But but there are very few men or people in this world that I that I respect like I respect Jerry Sloan. Uh, the impact he had on me. The impact he had on so many um, throughout the community, throughout the country, throughout the basketball world, Uh, you name it, Uh, Jerry Sloan um, was was an incredible man, and uh, it's just respect, loyalty, honesty, hard work, Uh, so many things come to mind when I think of Jerry Sloan.
0: They put his obituary out there, and I read it, and they had a quote. It was along the lines, I'll paraphrase it, about how, you know, when the great scorer in the sky, I think, uh, looks at your your final score, he isn't going to necessarily look at the final score. He's going to look at, you know, did you compete the best that you can? And I've always believed, as far as a a coach, and I know Jerry didn't win the title – but I always thought that the coach's job is to put the players in the position. And the players are they're going to actually have to go ahead and an accomplishment. the coach is going to set them up to do it. And when I look at what I view the role of a coach, in my mind, get your thought on this, Jerry was as good as there was or is.
1: No question about it. He, and, and I like how you said it both ways. He was as good as there was and, and as good as there ever will be. Uh, Jerry gave every player the opportunity to be great. Uh, you know, it was up to them. He used to say something um, that, that I thought I've thought a lot about. Um, uh, not sure. Maybe I had mixed feelings about it at certain times, but over time I definitely have come to agree with it. But Jerry used to say, my job's not to motivate these guys. They, they have to come already motivated, ready to go, ready to work hard. And, and that's who you had to be to, to be successful and play for Jerry. And, and if you did that, if you came motivated, ready to go, ready to work hard, he would do exactly what you just said. He put you in a position to be great and in a position to win.
0: Jim Olson, president of Larry H. Miller Sports and Entertainment, joining us. And I was trying to think, you know, and I know you've been around. You went back, lived on the East Coast for a while, did some, uh, I think, postgraduate work there. And so, you know, you've been involved in sports for a long time. I'm trying to think of someone who connected from the coaching aspect, you know, players are a little bit different, but from the coaching aspect, who connected and represented the city that he or she was in where they worked. Better than what Jerry Sloan did for obviously the Wasatch Front in the state of Utah. Does anybody come to mind? Because it seems like the connection that the city, the people therein, had with the coach was as good as there is.
1: You know, you're exactly right. And as you talk about my experience back east, I was living—you know—I lived in Boston, and uh, you go down to you know Samuel Market, and there's the the statue of Red Arbach sitting there, you know, sitting. Uh, down in that in Samuel Market area and uh, you know you think of, of great you know coaches great uh men in sports like like him but but you know the thing about Jerry is is you know let's face it we're we're a little bit of a smaller market we don't have all the professional sports uh Jerry is the one here in Utah uh, there haven't been other coaches other sports other individuals who've had the opportunity to have the impact that Jerry did and so when you take the connection of, of how great Jerry was, both as an individual and as a coach, his commitment to this community, his longevity in this community, I, I'm not sure there's an individual that's had an impact on a, on a community, a city, a state like, like Jerry has. It, it, you know Quinn said it best in his quote. Quinn Snyder said it best in his quote. The, the legacy of Jerry lives on in, in our organization and always will. You know, one of our values as a company is hard work. And uh, I I, that, I think a lot of that's contributed to Jerry, you know, bringing your lunch bell to work every day, putting in an honest day's work. And when you think about the impact he had, it, it's unmeasurable.
0: So the other day when we were talking about it, uh, Jerry Sloan and reflecting upon him, we had somebody uh, get on our app and left a message with us, and he said that, you know, I'd get up every day, and not every day I wanted to go to work. Speaking of me personally, I'm one of the fortunate guys that I get up every day, just can't wait to get to work. I mean, it's this job is incredible, so I'm so grateful to have it. It doesn't even seem like work. But for some people, it's not that way. <laughs> and, you know, they have to go to work. They don't particularly like their jobs, but they have to go. And the guy said, on the days that I didn't want to go, I think of, and thought of jerry sloan who went to work every day and i thought wow what a tribute somebody the jury probably never met but this guy saying i got a family to support i got to get my butt to work and so i'm going to follow through with that work ethic i thought that was a tremendous tribute to what jerry sloan was about
1: you know you're exactly right and and some might say to that comment well Boy, is it hard to wake up and go be a coach, an NBA coach, every day? I mean, I got to tell you, being close to it and watching it up front, yeah, I'm not sure there's a, there's a harder job out there. And and you know, imagine waking up every day, the travel schedule, dealing with with the issues the, that you deal with in, in the NBA. But but as you were telling that story, I also thought about you know in the off season, um, you know, Jerry could go sit around and probably go to the beach and, you know, had the resources to do that. He went back to his farm and worked on his farm. He pulled out the tractor and started farming. I mean, it wasn't just, you know, being on the court that we all saw Jerry coaching the games. It was, it was behind the scenes. It was the early mornings, the late nights. It was the off seasons of still finding work to do. And, I mean, you're exactly right. And I think people that uh, will – follow his example of getting up and and committing and having the attitude to work hard every day are going to find a lot of success in their lives and and Jerry was was a perfect example of that
0: I don't know Jim how much you do social media but reading tributes from so many folks that were on social media and and we talk about how Twitter is a cesspool of negativity and and, I tend to get beat up on Twitter because I make opinions that people don't like and this time, I thought Twitter was a great example of what it could be because I saw stuff like I brought it up from Alex English, who didn't even play for Jerry Sloan. and said one of the great, regret, great regrets he had or mistakes he made was not signing with the Jazz at the end of his career when he went over in a place he played one season with the Dallas Mavericks. I don't even remember that. I remember him, obviously, with the Denver Nuggets. And guys like Paul Millsap and C.J. Miles and Scottie Pippen taking to social media and paying these tributes. I thought it was just fabulous.
1: You know, it, it was fabulous. We were actually talking about that the other day on, on one of our calls. Uh, you know, the, the impact that he had, as I mentioned earlier, through through the basketball world, the, the community, the country, I mean, the tributes that were coming from all over the place, people that had, had been impacted by him, com- people that he competed against. You know, I think it's probably one of the greatest compliments when someone that you competed against Uh, and we know Jerry was one of the greatest competitors, but uh, when people you competed against come out and say, you know, you're one of the greatest coaches or, you know, you learn more from watching him coach, even though you didn't play for his team. It, it was unbelievable. And, and I I will add, I I want to agree with you. Um, I'm on social media. I'm proud. I'm not very active. I, I guess I, I'm involved when I think there's something important to be involved with. But, but all the negativity and, and keyboard courage that exists out there in and, and social media can be a little frustrating. But uh, this was an example where it gave people a platform and a voice to be positive and to share you know, the, the greatness that Jerry, Jerry was and will continue to be in our lives.
0: Jim Olson, president of uh, LHM Sports Entertainment, joining us. I'm going to throw something at you. It's a little off the wall, and I think you probably expect off the wall stuff from me, so you're not going to be surprised. But if I'm going to (laughs) list, I'm going to list the five most important. We'll go five because obviously that's the starting lineup in basketball. The five most important figures in Utah Jazz history, and I'll throw these names out at you and get your response you can agree disagree or tell me to shut up whatever you want okay uh, so i'm going to go two players and obviously i'm going to go stockton alone Yep. they they you know they stand alone there's a players down the line we'll see if mitchell and gobert and who knows whom can achieve what they achieve but to put those from the player aspect and then from management aspect obviously you're going to go larry miller Yep. And I'm going to go Frank Layden, and I'm going to go Jerry Sloan. So those are my top five most important figures in Utah Jazz history. React to that.
1: So my first reaction is is I'm going to agree with you on the on all five of those without a doubt. The only thing I'm going to add one thing, and and we'll it's okay to count this as one. But you, but you mentioned Larry Miller, which which is absolutely the truth. Uh, but I would like to add uh, Gail Miller to that. Uh, Larry and Gail Miller, yeah, I think, I think are are one in the same in, in their efforts and and uh, commitment and success uh, for what they've done for for the jazz and this community. So, so I agree with you. You know, each one of those individuals, uh, all of those individuals, uh, you could almost make an argument the team might still not be in Utah without something they did or their impact or the influence they had on on. First of all, uh, keeping the team in Utah, helping the team win so it could afford to stay in Utah, um, leading during early times, difficult times, challenging times, uh, growing a franchise into one of what we consider one of the great franchises in the NBA. Uh, you know, proven track record of winning and, and having great leaders, great great teams great players so uh all of them have had an impact on keeping this team and building this team keeping this team in utah and building it to the great franchise that it is
0: did you ever hear or talk to either frank or larry as to why they brought and then in case in larry's case kept jerry sloan on like they did
1: yeah, you know, I, I actually I, I remember uh, Larry talking to us many many years ago, and um, you know it was it was during the good times, of course. But but I remember Larry talking about loyalty, and I remember you know, and and he was he wasn't saying this in a sense that there was any discussion of of replacing Jerry because once again it was during good times. But but he was, really was saying even and even if and when we we go through challenging times there there's an element of loyalty that that really came from Larry and you know the loyalty ends up going both ways uh Larry was loyal to the very end and and people that worked for Larry and still worked for the group uh, develop that same loyalty. And and I think Larry understood that that when you can communicate and, and show a loyalty, especially think about in a coaching world, I, I read the number of how many coaching changes there were during Jerry's career as a head coach, and I can't remember what it is off, off the top of my head, but it was unbelievably high. There you go. That, yeah, that's right. And when, yeah. when you think about the number of coaching changes that took place, during the time that we had zero coaching changes, it, it it really came from Larry's commitment to build loyalty. And when you understand that that your owner, your boss, whoever you know work you work for has a loyalty to you, it, it creates a, a desire for you to express that loyalty back. For you to be. Uh, to to work hard, to want to be successful, to want to give everything you have back to that company. And and I think Larry and and Jerry and the rest of the organization developed that very early on. And as I said, it, it still exists today.
0: Speaking with Jim Olson, and Jim is the president of Larry H. Miller Sports and Entertainment. How much time are you or your folks, whoever they may be, Above you, below you, including yourself, spending on talks about resuming competition for the twenty uh, for the nineteen twenty season.
1: Yeah, I would tell you there are talks every single day, um, and it's everything from uh, you know what what the team is going to go through to to get back. You know, you're hearing talks. Uh, you know, the NBA has come out and, you know, there, there's, there's the talks of resuming in Orlando and and uh, trying to get that in place and what that will mean, regular season games and a, a playoff format. But but locally, you know, we're talking about the arena and how we're going to make sure that when fans can come back that that arena is, is safe. And not only that it's safe, that people, but also that people feel safe. And we're going through, you know, every square inch of that place and understanding what's going to be required to to make sure it's clean and sanitized and, and people have the proper information that they need. You know, we're talking on a regular basis with our ticket holders and what their expectations can be. And obviously, we don't have a date when fans will come back, but we know that there will come a time when fans are back in the arena full force and what that's going to mean and, and what they can expect to, to experience. And, you know, we're talking with our, our business partners, our sponsors, and, and what they can expect, what kind of experience they, they can have and how they're going to advertise their product. And so I will tell you every single day there are discussions uh, going on about about when we're going to resume and and how we will. And we've got we've got a plan. Well, we are we're working on plans, and the plans change maybe daily. But we're working on plans that uh, take care of every scenario that could happen. You know we don't just it's not just one plan for the scenario, but it's it's a plan for no fans and t v partial fans and t v and all fans and t v and and resuming at another single site like uh, you know I mentioned earlier. so we've got business plans for every scenario and and we're gonna be ready to go.
0: Do you think there's a date that they have to make a decision by? what's the timeline basically?
1: Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put, I don't want to put a specific date on it, but I will tell you time is coming where, um, you know, we we're on an NBA call yesterday and I will tell you that time is coming where, where decisions are going to be made. Uh, the The comment was made yesterday on the call that we're getting close to where we're going to have to put a stake in, a, in the ground and, and move forward from that. And so, you know, I, I think we can all look forward to, uh, you know, uh, upcoming information that's going to let us know definitely what this year means and, and also uh, the 2021 season and, and uh, how we can plan for that.
0: OK, so you think that there'll be a decision, obviously, for this some type of resumption of this season, but not to far beyond that there would be some form of announcement as far as the 2021 season
1: yes at least uh at least a general uh timeline or or um yeah timeline of 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 what people can expect it's getting to the point where you know we do have we're getting enough information we're understanding enough of how this is working and and what the requirements are going to be to get back to play that uh you know, we're going to be able to to start making some decisions so people can plan accordingly.
0: And then what's going on as far as players and your practice facility?
1: Well, we've got players coming back, uh, working out now, um, and, uh, you know, very strict guidelines. Uh, The training staff and and coaching staff has has been very thorough to make sure that it's very safe. Uh, The NBA has guidelines. We've got city, county, state guidelines. And I can tell you, we are operating even stricter than the guidelines that have been put in place. Um, Our first priority is for those players to come back and work out is their safety. And uh, the the guidelines are in place. And uh, we've got an incredible staff that uh, is monitoring the whole process. And the guys are coming back and getting some workouts in. And uh, uh, it's exciting. One of the
0: things, Jim, Jim Olson from LHM Sports Entertainment joining us, is that uh, when I've heard Adam Silver talk, he said earlier in one of the interviews that they're open to just about any suggestion. Uh, I don't want to use the word funky, but how different do you think when the play, if the play comes back, it will look compared to what we're normally used to in terms of formulas and playoff brackets?
1: Well... You know, that's still yet to be determined. Um, Adam's leadership through this whole process, I think, has been wonderful. Uh, And and it's it's to the reason that you mentioned. He's he's maintained a very open mind. There's never been a, we can't do this, we have to do this, it has to be this way. It's been, everything's on the table, everything's open for discussion. We want to hear all thoughts, all opinions. And, you know, maybe some people have, have gotten a little discouraged that there hasn't been you know quicker decisions made but it's because of of the approach of of wanting to leave everything on the table as long as possible to discuss every possible solution opportunity uh, uh, anything that may work and so yeah it it, my you know there's still discussions that could change you know things from being you know from the traditional format that you play a regular season the regular season ends and you know the 16 teams qualify and and you play you know start the playoffs that way. Uh, there's a chance still that it could be a little different from that, and how it resumes is yet to be determined. And and uh, but but to Adam's leadership, every stone's being turned over, and uh, we're looking at every option to make it the best scenario for the players and the fans.
0: One of the fun things I always enjoy is that when the finals are over, then you got the draft, then you got the free agency, so you got like that three four week just intense period of players changing i think we as fans really enjoy that type of stuff it's like gossip and who's moving where so my question for you is that what's going to be the timeline or maybe you don't even know but as far as the draft and then when the start of free agency because we know it's always been the end of june first of july do you think that will work
1: yeah that's all still being determined um it's you know there's a lot of discussions you know can you have can you have? I mean, can you have free agency when games are still being played? Probably not, right? So yeah. you know that whole timeline is being figured out. You got to figure out the draft, and and so that's all part of the timeline of resuming play for possible regular season games, playoff scenario. Uh, draft, free agency, and then the start of the twenty twenty one season. That it'll all be laid out uh, in in order in a way that uh, makes sense for for the league and the players, uh, and and you know the front offices to be able to make those decisions.
0: Jim, thanks for joining us this morning and talking about Jerry Sloan and what's ahead for the NBA. We appreciate
1: it. Hey, good to, good to be with you. Hope you're well. Stay safe, and uh, thanks for all you do.